Listener Production. It's time to get scrumptious with two sexy English muffins. It sounds delicious and it's adorable. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Tell you what, Alex Dyson, I was bracing for a weekend of absolute downpour. Um, Oh, La Nina. Oh my God, just stop La Nina. No one invited you. Well, what's the problem? Would you rather La Nina or El Nino? What's the difference? Well... El Nino is when we have unusually hot weather. We can get droughts. We can get all that sort of thing. La Nina, unusually wet, flooding. It seems to be getting worse as well due to, this, due to climate change. But more powerful, lasting longer. And yeah. Well, okay, I'll tell you what I want. How about this? How about El Nada? <laughs> all right. El stinking neither of them. That's what I want. All right. I just want it to be normal weather where it's sunny most of the time and a bit rainy enough to help grow food, and that's it. Oh, my Lord. We went out to Port Macquarie on the weekend. Mm. Beautiful. I was so... I was bracing for a terrible weekend of weather. It was... I don't know. The clouds were dodging Port Macquarie, all things considered. But get sent a message from someone uh, while I'm lying in bed showing me just down the road from where I am in Sydney, just near where you used to live, Alex Dyson. Mm -hmm. Monsoonal. Yeah. Water was door height on the cars driving through. There won't be any greyhounds running around that track anytime shortly. They, they better learn how to put flippers on, I'll tell you that much. That's right, yeah. Plenty of rain out at Bathurst. If you were at the race over the weekend, the Bathurst 1000, hope you had a good one. No matter where you are in Australia or the world, we really appreciate you joining us here on All Day Breakfast, a big show including producer Bron popping by with some of the terrible articles you may have missed from over the last little while. And as well as that, we have a lot of feedback, Matt, on your hottest of hot takes as to the most appropriate time to have children. Ooh, I was I was nervous when we pressed uh, post on that episode. <laughs> Got a little bit scared I was going to get uh, tracked down by some young parents who, you know, were saying, you don't know what you're talking about, mate. But, um, yep, we've got some feedback and uh, we'll be chatting about that very, very soon. Hope you're well. This is All Day Breakfast with Matt and Alex. G'day. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Do you think you'll have kids, Alex Dyson? <laughs> oh, God. Are you my nonna? You ask me more that more than a nonna would ask that. Oh, mate. It's just pre- it, it. nothing prepares you for the way that your relationship will change. Right. So you're not even talking the kids now. You're talking the adult on adult relations. Oh, I mean, it's just the amount of times you sit there just thinking, you know, on a Sunday, just thinking, God, we used to be able to just cruise on into the city have a nice long lunch, some nice fancy place with expensive drinks and overpriced dumplings. Just nom on, all arvo. And now here I am drawing on my butcher's paper tablecloth with some crayons. <laughs> That's exactly it. And so everything, what happens is everything like starts becoming like a logbook on like who's actually doing stuff you know, with this small person in your life, with this flatmate, this ungrateful flatmate. Whose turn is it to hang out with the flatmate? Who's hanging out with the flatmate? Who's cleaning after the flatmate? Who's cooking for the flatmate? You know, this absolute moocher <laughs> that you've got living with you. And, it, and it's never ending. But I was interested to see the Australian Bureau of Statistics, right? Did mm-hmm. a little study of daily activities. 
uh, came out with a um, interesting study that found apparently women do an extra hour of unpaid work in the household every day than men. Wow, on average an hour more than Yeah, the so blokes. women spent four hours and 31 minutes a day doing unpaid work activities, men averaging three hours and 12 minutes a day. Yeah, the women are Don Bradman with the average and the men are <laughs> Glenn McGrath with the bat, averaging six. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll not stop talking about the time they hit a half century. <laughs> So unpaid work includes domestic duties like housework, food and drink preparation and shopping, as well as childcare. Yep. All right. So that's, that's how they've done it. Okay. Now, unsurprisingly, right. Some men got quite vocal about this online. Interesting. Are they in the situations where they do more? Oh, well, of course people are saying, what about mowing the lawns? <laughs> hey, handyman maintenance. Do men get paid for that? No, they don't. I'm sure they're putting that in the three hours though. No, they weren't. They weren't putting lawn mowing in. I'll tell you what they weren't doing. They weren't putting bloody, dropping the car in for a service and having to walk home. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't they include any of these chores in the actual data? Skew the data, mate. <laughs> to skew the results. No, they're probably not putting in there as well. Doing the helicopter when you're not wearing pants. <laughs> they're not counting that as a daily activity, are they? They bloody should be. <laughs> Someone's going to get the air circulating around <laughs> this joint. <laughs> so, no, nah, but it's interesting. Mm. It's interesting because I was doing my own little tally. So you did a little micro assessment of the Okine household. Well, here's the thing. I would like to think that we actually live in a quite, you know, fair household. Egalitarian. All right. Now I'll be straight up. I will be straight up. Belle does more laundry than me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I wash my own clothes. Belle will always wash hers and Sophia's clothes. And let right. me tell you, three-year-olds don't mind getting a shirt dirty. I don't think Sophia <laughs> eats as much dumplings as you either, so I'm sure that potentially your well, clothes... Well, she doesn't keep them in her chopsticks. They're always high-diving from the bloody 10-metre platform into the little bowl of soy. Oh, my Lord. So anyways, but then I, I like to do... I do the shopping. You know what okay. I mean? So, For the house, so, but yep. it just it just turns into this thing. It's it's like anything anyone anything anyone does, you're like, oh well, well I do that, mm -hmm. and I do this, and I do that, and so the, and and you know who gets off scot free? You know what they're not saying anything about on this form? The kid. Oh, how much do they do? She does nothing, mate. When and when she even tries, she stuffs it up. <laughs> you know what that's called? Willful incompetence. Oh, it's very God. handy to not be good at something. Why would you become good at it? You have to start doing it. You know what was the worst day of my life? Worst day of my life growing up? When I became tall enough to reach the clothesline. <laughs> I remember it well. Dad says to me, tall enough, I've got to hang up the washing now. I'm like, oh, I can't reach. He's like, you can stand on your toes. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then every weekend out the back. I just hated growing. <laughs> Only meant more jobs. Well, some households, I've been around, and I think we even tried it growing up, like have the chores roster, who's on which thing to make it super even. There's no arguments then. Then, you know, people with roommates as well got the same thing. Oh, yeah, you can try it. But then then comes the day, someone's got to draw the new roster. Ooh. <laughs> you know, and then you're oh, like, well, you start gerrymandering <laughs> the house. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, even just having to draw the roster, like, hey, you're going to draw the roster? Well, I'm not going to draw the roster. I just had to put the car in for a service. <laughs> I've been walking back from the mechanics all afternoon. 
Well, it's it's interesting talk, particularly Matt, as we're about to get into a hot take you had last week about the best time to have these little roommates. So why don't oh, we do that now? This is Matt and Alex all day breakfast. <laughs> Day breakfast. Mm, drippy. Well, Matthew, you gave us a very, very hot take last week when it came to the age at which it's best to have children. Seventeen was the. <laughs> oh, look! All I was, was saying the suggestion. is, it's better to get it out of the way early, yeah. because then when you hit your prime mid thirties, right. Hopefully, you've got financial security and all the freedom that you could grant. Plus, you've got a best friend, you know. Sure. And a designated driver who actually wants to get behind the wheel, you know. Yep. And, I mean, what more could you ask for? Then you've got the rest of your life ahead of you. That's that's it. You know, some people say it could interfere with university. Um, <laughs> others like, you're not actually mature enough to bring up a child, but that was Matt. Who was saying that, Alex? Was anyone? I don't want to say I told you so, but I, I was, I was seeing a lot of positivity on the feedback forums. All right, well, let's hit it. Emily is on your side, saying Matt is correct. Twenty is the best time to have a baby. I did, and also had one at almost forty. Can concur. Should have had them all early. Uh, See, I mean, we've we've got someone who's actually done both. <laughs> Absolute it's, madman yeah. yeah, having a baby at 20 and 40 and lo and behold, wish they'd gotten it out of the way earlier. I mean, of course, you, you, the, the only problem is if you, like, if I'd had a baby at 20, I wouldn't have had Sophia. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, obviously, who, in hindsight, who would you have had? never change anything. I, I would have had Declan. And I think Declan would have had an eyebrow ring. And I think all of these things, because really I was just watching a lot of Heartbreak High at the time. <laughs> so um, I think that was influencing. Ben has also got in touch saying, hey team, listening to Matt's hot take on when to have kids. I was a surprise kid when my dad was 26. And I distinctly remember when I was 18 and his friends had younger kids. He was saying, they were all saying it was too early, but now we're having beers and they're changing nappies. Maybe Matt's onto something. There we go. And right now we've got Luke on the line as well. Luke, you, uh, you, your parents had you when they were quite young. They were uh, 18 when they had me and it was, uh, it was pretty good. They were the old, old school raver kind of people. They're still together. They met in high school and yeah, they accidentally had me. Wow. And they were that young. And so, I mean, I remember going to university, my, I felt like my O, o week our leaders were the most mature, you know, <laughs> people People in the world. They were like two or three years older than me. Obviously, you didn't realize how young your parents were. It's interesting. You got to watch them grow up as well. But how yeah. did you feel like as you were coming towards 15, 16, and they were what, just hitting their mid-30s? Yeah, no, it was good to grow up with my parents. Because, um, yes, the designated driver thing, that's, I think that's what they planned. <laughs> <laughs> and did they, did, did they take you along to lots of things? Yes. So I... It's funny because yeah, when I turned 15, they bought me my first a big day out ticket and obviously I went with them. And for the next seven years after that, I went to pretty much every one of them with them. Whoa. Oh, how good. Yeah. So I went to sound waves and all sorts of stuff with them. And uh, do you have any brothers or sisters, Luke? 
I do have a younger brother. He's five. He's pretty much come on all the way too when he became of age. <laughs> That's wow. incredible because so, in these situations as well, and it might have been the same with uh, Emily who had a baby at 20 and almost 40, you can have yeah. one of my favourite phenomenons in the world have a uncle that is younger than you. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. an auntie. <laughs> they're, they're my best friends. So, yeah, they're, they're, yeah one of them, my mum's a tattooer, she's the Cut his eyebrows on for a living. She's a cosmetic coach. My dad's a business owner as well. So, wow, they, and, uh, and they love a session. Did they ever? T- did they ever like talk to you about how difficult it was when they were young? Well, they have a huge friend group, and so I grew up with all of their friends taking care of me at the same time. You know, so it was like, so think about if you do have a kid really young, you do have your friends to help. Like I've got friends that have had kids really young, and I helped through that. So. Well, that's where the, that's, that must be where the adage comes from. Not, it takes a village, but it takes a teepee forest to raise a child. <laughs> and it seems like, Luke, yeah. you are the, uh, the epitome of that. Yes. No, they're my best friends. They're amazing. And they're, uh, now they're doing what they want. They're traveling and they do everything they want to do now. And we look after the house and their dogs when they're doing it. So. Wait, so then oh. you're, do you look after your younger sibling as well? No, 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 he's. Five years younger than me. I'm 32. Oh, he's five years younger than you. Oh, sorry. I thought you said he was five years old. Okay. No, yeah, no, fair no, enough. No, no. He's in Switzerland at the moment, base jumping off of cliffs. So <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, look, yeah, it seems like you've all got it sorted. I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that I've got a little bit of a you know, testimonial. No, here that, um, but then you can play, you can be friends with them. Since, yeah. That's, I wanted to do that too, but never, haven't got the chance yet. Oh, well, I'm oh, sure it will come well. very soon. Uh, Luke, thank you so much for chatting to us on All Day Breakfast, and we'll talk no, to you later. Thanks. thanks for having me. Clickfish with producer Bron. I was walking along the pier, the jetty at uh, Lawn the other day in Victoria, Saw mm. someone reeling in like a little Port Jackson shark. Oh. And then threw it back. And I thought originally, I'm like, oh my God, is that producer Bron? Oh no, it's catching a shark and not uh, one of the worst articles on the internet. And uh, so that's why today we've got her to put the uh, the fishing cap on and come in. Hello, Bron. Hello. Now, Bronwyn, how's your weekend? It was good. I watched Don't Worry Darling, actually. Oh, you did. I saw your B-reel. Yeah. And uh, what do you reckon? It feels like a movie. It felt like a real movie <laughs> that you watch at the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> and, di- and did it? Um, it did. The only thing was I fell asleep for what I would call a crucial 20 minutes. Oh, um, Ron. Ron. So. Ron, yeah, I'm with you. My weekend, I went to see Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm. I fell asleep and woke up no less than six or seven times in that film. <laughs> Just so sad because it was really good, but uh, something about the heat. It was a not one of those cold cinemas. It was a warm one and I was out. A dark room, oh, nighttime. No. Just put me straight to bed. Ah, uh, well, look, uh, out of five buckets of popcorn, what are we rating it? Um, I'll go three and a half. Oh, there we go. Bronwyn and Ebert. That's, that's just a, the fraction of the what you saw of the film. <laughs> saw about 70% of the film. Um, all right. Well, what have you been clicking around uh, your naps? Um, this one's from a lad Bible. Headline, drivers left mind blown after learning pressing petrol pump doesn't actually make fuel come out. Well, okay. For one... Lad Bible's going to hear about my from my lawyers about who's blowing whose minds here. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know if they're responsible for that turn of phrase, but uh, I did. I did trademark it like the color red and um, and a certain shade of purple. So go on. So Why? What do you mean pressing? As in pulling the trigger on the nozzle of the thing doesn't make the petrol come out? Yeah. So when you put the nozzle in the car and you're pressing the thing, and you know how sometimes it takes a few seconds. Yeah. And this actually did blow my mind. Apparently, that doesn't make the petrol come out. There's a little button inside that the petrol person presses to allow the fuel to come out. What? Now, everyone so, in the comments So pulling this, the trigger signals to the people inside, this person's trying to fill it, and they go, yep, all right, approved, and press the button and it starts flowing. Apparently. So everyone in the comments is like, yeah, you, because this is from a TikTok this first started, of course, and everyone's like, yes, you are the only person who doesn't know this. And apparently it's worldwide information that it doesn't just click on. I So why have a trigger, trigger on there? Exactly. Wait, I don't know if I believe this. I'm sure the people at Lad Bible do their due diligence. Um, well, uh, okay. <laughs> I need clarification. Yeah, here. we might Please. have to, Matt, we got to go visit a petrol station and literally ask, ask someone. And if someone knows how or why the petrol automatically stops when the, the car's full, I'd also like to know that, please. Yeah, good plan. Um, if someone could tell us why um, the windscreen... <laughs> why the windscreen squeegee is always sitting in an absolute swamp of <laughs> of grey, non-bubbly water as well. That'd also, be sweet. do you know what would be great? Why is unleaded 91 the second cheapest, yet unleaded 94 with E10 is the cheapest? Yeah. Um, can you also let us know why one Gatorade is $7 and two Gatorades <laughs> is $5? Um <laughs> Servo experts get in touch. All right, uh, number two, Bron. This one's from news.com, headline, The Frozen Pizza Hack Dividing the Internet. Oh. Mm, interesting. The amount of hacks that are unearthed these days, you'd think we'd be living in some flying car society, mm. some utopia where everything what? is done perfectly every time. Do you know, I remember, I remember us having a, uh, a, a segment in which I was fairly, um, you know, savagely roasted for cooking a leftover slice of pizza in a wok. Is that the hack, Bron? I put, I put my pizza on a barbecue as well after it's in the oven, so is that the hack? That's not the hack. An I iron, personally... an iron. I've seen people try to heat up a piece of pizza on an iron. Well, that is, a, it is the perfect triangle shape. Yeah. So what is the hack? The hack is, well, this is, this is the first line of the article. Aussies are getting creative and perhaps a little deranged when it comes to cooking frozen pizza. Gee. Now... Would you call this a little deranged? People putting extra cheese on their frozen pizza. No. Oh, my God. The absolute lunatics. So is it add extra cheese, Bron? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that, oh. is, that is what is a little deranged about Aussies. We've been doing that for years. People have been doing that all the time. Old Ian Dyson used to add extra toppings. Like he, yeah, he, he puts a whole new extra... pizza on the pizza, <laughs> basically. <laughs> is that actually the... The thing. Well, they're saying it's, it's dividing the internet, but some people oh, are I saying... I tell you what, Bron. <laughs> I tell you what. You know who is absolutely deranged? <laughs> the people at Threadbow adding extra snow to their slopes <laughs> when it's just a patchy mess. That is unbelievable. I cannot believe they've been getting away with it. I love that this is the thing that's dividing the internet as opposed to literally any political post that I see on Twitter <laughs> that just ends in... Abuse <laughs> and just insult flinging. 
Yeah. But yeah, the uh, the cheese is what's going to end humanity, no doubt. Absolutely. Well, Bron, thank you very much for investigating those for us. If you want to send Bron an article that you're tempted to click on, but you feel your dignity would slip through your fingers if you did, uh, send it through to matt.and.alex. Until then, I think I heard the oven ding on this show, so I think we've got to wrap it up. Yeah, someone's uh, sprinkled a little bit more interesting on this podcast. <laughs> That's why it's so flavorful. Jokes. <laughs> yeah. That would be funny if, like, if we recorded a whole podcast and got a comedian, like, we gave them the whole thing and just got them to write extra jokes to put in at a very stage. I'm sure we could track down a comedian to do that for us. Um, all right. Well, uh, this is Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. We'll see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.